0: Welcome, everybody, to Surprisingly Relatable, where we bring you fun and realistic pro tips, knowledge, and hacks you can use for real to build win-win relationships and make work-life balance a reality. My name is Holly Burby, and each week I'll share with you a thought, story, or self-awareness shortcut that will help you to get unstuck, reconnect to your significance, and get focused and clear so you can relate to the people you care about the most. I truly believe that if we want to live a life of purpose and passion, it's time we put away the fake nicey-nice and get to the root of how we can actually connect with each other in our homes and communities. That is how we can all succeed and move toward what we each want most. So if you're ready to be surprisingly relatable, and evoke positive change that supports, uplifts, and inspires you and others in the world, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Incoming hot topic alert, because today I'm going to be sharing with you the detrimental effects of criticism on men and women and more so I'm not only going to be talking about how it affects people but truly how men and women respond to criticism differently. So come to the table today with an open mind because some of the info I'll be sharing with you is going to be something that you can implement in your personal and professional lives immediately so that people really receive the feedback or the criticism that you want to give them without becoming defensive and truly so that they can understand your intent as well. We want to put this information out there so that we can decrease the amount of misunderstandings. We can decrease the amount of times somebody walks away with hurt feelings. So this topic is very, very important. In the episode, I'll be covering with you what is criticism to begin with? Why is it so uncomfortable? Again, I'll break down the difference of the effects of criticism on women compared to men and vice versa. And again, I'll highlight for you when we get started here, why this topic is important in the first place. So let's get into it. Starting off, if we don't know the difference between how criticism affects people, We will intend to use our criticism to perhaps uplift someone and it's going to have the opposite impact or the opposite effect as a result. So if we do know the difference between how men and women receive criticism or hear criticism differently, we then can play to one another's strengths. We can then empower people with this criticism, we can then feel Assured that they are hearing the feedback that we want to give them in a way that is professional, if that is the setting that we are giving the criticism in, or in a way that is personal and respecting in our home lives and with the people that we really love and care about. Effective and efficient criticism. Once we use them to our advantage, again, will help us to reduce the amount of conflict that we are experiencing in the workplace, our organizations, or with our families, loved ones, friends, children, and so on. The other thing I wanna highlight before I get into defining criticism is in this episode, I'm going to be speaking about the difference between men and women, as I've already mentioned. And some people will point out in my audience that men and women is not all-encompassing of all genders that exist. So I just want to take this moment to say that I am presenting today's information, yes, using some generalizations of men and women. I do recognize that the label of what is a man and what is a woman is a social construct defined by different societies, countries, cultures, races, etc., And I also know that sex and gender are not the same thing, that the sex of a person, male or female, is different from how we define a man or a woman. That being said, I also will say that as I present the information today, let's say I am speaking about how men receive criticism and you are a woman and you think, okay, this doesn't click for me. Does that mean that I'm a man? <laughs> right? Like, Or if you are a man listening to what I say about women receiving criticism and that hits home for you even more, please know that it's not a relabeling of who you are. And also notice if that realization is going to be an invitation to you to begin to become defensive instead of cutting through to the message and to the content instead. So we can use those moments of defensiveness to block out new information that may benefit us. So be on the lookout for that. And I will also say that every single person has both feminine energy and masculine energy within us. That is a characteristic of our behavior. So a person like myself, who is a woman, I have characteristics and behaviors that are masculine in nature. And feminine in nature. I have both, as do you. And we all fluctuate back and forth with all of that. So I wanted to get that out of the way in case anyone in my audience feels that I am too focused on binary gender. Just wanted to point that out. So let's get into what is criticism in the first place. You know that I am a definition word nerd. And when I look up the definition of criticism, criticism is the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes. Criticism is the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes. You can probably already tell that I'm focused on two specific words in that definition. The first word in the definition that caught my attention is disapproval. Criticism and the disapproval behind our criticism comes from us disagreeing with how a person handles something we look at how they handled something or did something, we feel that we would have done it differently and or we feel that they perhaps acted or took an action that was not the agreed upon action, meaning you two had an agreement of how they were supposed to tackle something, handle something, and they outright didn't follow that agreement. Or maybe you thought you had an agreement on how it was to go and you really didn't. So criticism involves a disapproval of how someone does something or doesn't do something. And the other word in the definition that stands out to me is the word perceived because our disapproval is based on how we perceive a person's faults or mistakes. So to have perception, when I perceive the way that you do something, for example, it is all my interpretation. And my interpretation of why you did something the way that you did, or why you didn't do it the same way that I would, that all passes through my own filters and my own beliefs in my mind, the way that I see the world, the way that I see you, the way that I notice actions that you took and actions that you didn't. I'm going to be criticizing you, for example, based on my standard. Or I'm going to be criticizing you based on what I think we agreed upon would be your approach. But at the end of the day, criticism ultimately means that a person is expressing their disapproval of someone or how a person did something. And criticism is also based on the criticizer's perceived fault, right? It's how they are seeing the mistake or they are seeing through their own experience, through their own lens, what was wrong with the situation. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk about the obvious. Criticism stinks. We, nobody likes to receive it usually because even constructive criticism, which tends to have a more positive reputation than negative criticism, criticism and receiving it is uncomfortable. It just is. I don't know anyone who walks around saying, I love it when someone tells me about the mistake I made, or I really enjoy hearing about all the ways that people don't approve of me, or all the ways that they think I could have done something completely differently. Just no one enjoys being told something that they did or said was unacceptable or was the wrong way. And sometimes when we receive criticism, there are people who are masters at holding grudges. Even people who ask for feedback, who openly ask for it and then are given the feedback and then receive criticism, some hint of disapproval. Ooh, man, they are masters of holding a grudge. They will hold a grudge. They will become stubborn. That is one reaction. But then we also have a school of thought where some people get that criticism and it fuels them. It pushes them. It lights the fire underneath them. And lastly, you have another school of thought, another sector of people that when they receive criticism, they will shut down. They shut down, they clock out, they numb out, whatever it is, because they, again, don't enjoy feeling disapproved of. And I don't think anybody does. So I want to put that out there as well. Criticism itself is uncomfortable for everyone. It just depends based on who you are and what's important to you, which version of discomfort you are going to experience. Are you going to shut down? Are you going to hold a grudge and become stubborn? Or are you going to let the criticism fuel you? One of those coping mechanisms when you receive criticism is not better than the other. But I think just having that self-awareness of what are you most likely to do when you do receive disapproval from someone or you are told that you did something wrong if you know what your reflex response typically is I think that can empower you so now we've recognized that criticism makes us feel uncomfortable we've recognized that criticism involves a person giving a disapproval of a way that another person does something or didn't do something and criticism from the criticizer is all based on their interpretation, what they perceive the mistake to be. So let's break down, how do men in general respond to criticism differently than women in general respond to criticism? And back to what I mentioned earlier quickly about masculine and feminine energy. Again, as I go into, this is how men respond as compared to women. You may hear some of yourself in both of these situations. And that again is because your fluctuation and your usage and tapping into of your masculine energy compared to your feminine energy throughout one given day can go back and forth. So for example, when you are in your home life, you may exhibit characteristics of being nurturing, compassionate, curious, loving, Affectionate, open-minded, patient, detail-oriented. All of those characteristics are part of feminine energy. And when you are in your home place, that may be how you show up. However, when you are in your workplace, for example, you may tap into a completely different set of energy characteristics, likely the masculine energy characteristics, where there is focus, solution-driven What's the point? What's the problem? Brevity. Efficiency is king. (laughs) Uh, Staying effective. Seeing the main point of the thing that needs to get done. So less about the detail, more about the mission. And so when you are in your workplace, that may be your spot of focus. In this example, you might be the opposite. Maybe in the workplace, you are detail-oriented and very much a nurturer and collaborative feminine energy but maybe when you are at home with your loved ones or just you on your own you are very organized, focused, mission driven and tap more into that masculine energy instead. So let's break down how each type of person, men compared to women, typically responds to criticism and let's start with ladies first. The core difference for women when women receive criticism is it typically will fuel a woman and bring up this internal conversation of, oh yeah, well, I'll show you. Because ultimately the fear of women is a fear of not being enough. Or the same the, the opposite side of the same coin is her fear of being perceived as too much instead. And so instead of being perceived as not enough, she gets that criticism and she's like, okay, I'm going to show you. Or if someone says, hey, you're too bossy, you're too opinionated, you're too outspoken, you're too bold, you're too courageous. That feedback, that criticism, as she will hear it, fuels the same internal dialogue. I will show you, just watch me. So as an example, let's say a woman at, home is criticized for whatever reason by her romantic partner and they suddenly get this feedback and she thinks you know what I'm gonna show you that you're wrong she doesn't announce this necessarily she might but she might not but she will most often work quietly to begin to show that the criticism she received is not true So for example, if the criticism that she receives at home is something like, you're so messy all the time. You really don't care if this place is organized at all, do you? And then her internal dialogue kicks in. Oh yeah, you think I'm messy? Okay, I'll show you. And next thing you know, she's quietly, not with an audience, (laughs) organizing different spaces. She's cleaning out the closet. She's filing the paperwork in the drawer. She is picking up and paying more attention to her environment than she previously did. And again, I'm just pulling out random <laughs> examples that I can share with you. But it isn't going to be an announcement of, I didn't like your criticism and I'm going to prove you wrong. She will just do it quietly to prove to them probably more so to herself that what feedback she received is not true she's not seeking an immediate accolade or a validation because she has shifted her behavior in some way and again some women might receive criticism and go okay whatever and not change their behavior at all again I see and I acknowledge I'm generalizing this topic today So the core difference for men, how do men typically respond to criticism? Well, when men receive criticism, and again, criticism is disapproval of how they do something as perceived by another person, men typically feel cut by that criticism. It generates a level of shame. Shame being they start to feel bad about who they are as a person. They don't make it as much about the thing that they did or didn't do. They make it about themselves as a man. They will hear that criticism as a put down of their character and who they are. And that level of cut down or shaming that comes from that criticism can cause men to shut down, to, can cause them to not respond at all. And much like I said before, the greatest fear for women in general is to not be enough or to be perceived as too much. The greatest fear for men, contrary to that, is a fear of not being needed or having a life experience where there is no space for them. There's an existential fear that men have of not becoming, never blooming into their purpose or who they are meant to be. So when they receive that criticism of you make a mistake or you are a mistake and that's how they are perceived, they will really internalize that. They may begin to shut down because that perception is saying that every mistake they make is showing that they are disapproved of and that they are never going to become who they are destined to be. Again, just similar to women, when women hear the criticism and they think internally, I'll show you, and then they go and they work quietly, men will respond in that same way. They will internalize the dialogue. They're not going to come right out and talk about Their emotions a lot of the time even if that feedback is constructive criticism right they're going to process their emotions in silence and on their own and there can come a time where the cuts and the shaming of that criticism for men may build up build up build up and build up over time to where Their reaction is not simply to just shut down. Their reaction may be to go do something completely drastically different than what they were doing. But it doesn't have the same impact on men as it does on women. Criticism can fuel women, but criticism typically cuts down and shames men. Everything I've said so far is about criticism as defined as disapproval or a perceived mistake or fault. But let's talk about constructive criticism. A lot of people in relationships, personal and professional, or in their work setting, tend to say they are open to constructive criticism. Constructive criticism, in their opinion, typically meaning you're gonna give me a type of feedback. And with that feedback, I am going to get some new direction. I'm going to hear from that feedback. A piece of advice or a potential solution of how I can improve as a person, a spouse, a mother, um, a co-worker, a colleague, a business partner, etc. So constructive simply means that the feedback is accompanied by potential advice or solution of how a person can improve themselves or the actions that they take. Criticism is defined with that negative connotation to it that encourages in general shame it encourages a guilt tactic where we may think that if I give someone a criticism and I tell them that they are disapproved of in some way shape or form that somehow that guilt or that disapproval is going to light that fire of inspiration in everyone to go become better and that is not true constructive criticism may do that because like I said at least constructive criticism can give a piece of advice or a potential solution that will lead the person to the greater version of themselves but just the criticism alone again will cut down and hurt people and even in the case of where I spoke about women where it might fuel them for a moment There may be motivation, but it's a bitter motivation. It's a resentful motivation. And I'll show you motivator is not something that comes from a positive space where they're trying to, you know, prove that they are enough or they're trying to prove that they're not too much. Like those are not positive things. Those are negative things that we are perpetuating at that point. So I think it's safe to say that constructive criticism and constructive feedback is something that is welcomed by most people. Most people will find constructive criticism or constructive feedback to be positive in the sense that they know the intention is to support them in being better at who they are or what they do. But again, men compared to women, when we just receive criticism – with no solution attached, that criticism alone may fuel the fire in a woman to make a change temporarily, but it will cut down and shame a man. And they will both respond quietly where she will just get to work proving that she's enough and that she's not too much, but then he will shut down altogether. He's not going to be out there sharing his emotions or that it hurt his feelings or anything like that. So with today's episode, I would love for you to consider for yourself how is criticism been detrimental to you in your life what is the way that you more frequently respond when other people criticize you when they perceive you as having made a mistake or they give you their disapproval in some way Or are you lucky enough to be surrounded by people who more often give you constructive criticism, offer advice, offer solutions to help you become the person that you say that you want to be? And if they are giving you constructive criticism or or great feedback, how do they often do that? Do you like to receive that feedback only when you've asked for it? Do you want people to ask your permission first before they share that with you? And what are the ways that you want people to approach you to give you that feedback or that constructive criticism one-on-one in private? Or do you just not care if somebody gives you that feedback in front of a bunch of other people? It's important for each one of us to know, again, how we want to receive criticism, constructive or not, in our personal life and in our professional life so that we can ask for what we need in those moments so we can make agreements with our significant other or with our kids hey if you have some feedback for me and it's about things in the home or with our family please tell me in private let's not do that in front of our family members or in front of our, our kids or in front of our friends etc or you can make agreements at work that if someone has constructive criticism for you can we just have a brief phone call, or can you call me into your office for a couple of minutes so we can talk it out? And can you please give me a solution? But you've got to know, my friend, what you will benefit from the most so that you can ask for that. And if you think that you are the person who is giving criticism without a solution, be curious about that. What inside of you benefits from or receives some little amount of joy? from telling people that you disapprove of the way that they did something does it make you feel like you're superior to them or smarter than them or that you work harder than them or do more than they do at home or in the workplace and to ask yourself that question why am i so critical of this person ask yourself that question with some compassion because that's what this relatability journey is about. You wanna be able to relate to people, but you've gotta understand and relate to you first. So ask yourself those questions, do the deep dive. Thank you so much for listening in today. I would love to know what you thought about this episode. What is your greatest takeaway about criticism and the impact that it has on your life or on the life of people that you care about in your world? Take a moment, screenshot this episode. Please share it to your stories on social media. If you do that on Instagram, you can even tag me at holly.burby.coaching. I would love to hear from you and sharing this episode is always appreciated. And that's all I have for today. So until next time, I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode and know of someone else who's passionate about creating authentic relationships with people, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you'd help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, I'd super appreciate it if you'd take 30 seconds and leave me a five star review and share this with your friends. And until next time, show love always, in always and may you discover that we're all surprisingly relatable.